You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porter Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. I came here to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's what's on my mind. I didn't come here just for the story of it or just to be close to home. You know, all those other things were cool and, it's, and it adds to it. But for me, it's, it's getting a Super Bowl and part of getting to that goal is winning, you know, and to start off the season, especially with the roller coaster of a season we had last year, I think it was important to everybody to start off on the right foot. You know, just getting that win. I didn't, I didn't care if I played the worst game or the best game. I just wanted to win that first game. So I'm glad you saw that. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Here's your boy Q. Earlier today, Devontae Adams, Jimmy Garoppolo, and others met with the media. That was Devontae talking about what he wanted, what his goals were when he decided to come to the Silver and Black, and that was win a Super Bowl. And you know what? That's what Raider Nation's goals are too, right? Want to see this team win a Super Bowl, and number 17 could really help in a major way get you where you need to go because he's that dominant of a player. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920, kicking off hour number three of the show. We'll hear some sound bites from head coach Joshua Daniels. He met with the media earlier today, plus Patrick Graham, defensive coordinator, met with the media yesterday, and we didn't get to it on today's, on yesterday's show, so we have plenty for today's show as we're in the final hour, and just a little side note, a little programming note, we're actually going to sign off at 4.45 this evening, about 15 minutes earlier than we normally do. Uh, there's a there's an Aviators game, so uh, we're in the final stretch of the Aviators season. They may make the playoffs they may not but uh either way we rock with them so uh, we'll get off a few minutes earlier than we normally would and i think we'll do that throughout the course of the week but uh just know a little programming note when you hear the music at 4:45, understand that we're just signing off a few minutes early so with that little programming note under our belts uh, on the don't be broke.com text line at 69187 keyword rnr jim from yonkers says mistake free football we could beat buffalo I don't like the term house money because we have not done anything yet. Our D gave up three points in the second half. Good sign. We need 24 points to win, and that stadium will be rocking. Thank you for a great show. Just been praying the last few days. A lot to be thankful for. 9-11, never forget. That's Jim from Yonkers. Thanks so much for that text. And, yeah, first and foremost, never, ever forget 9-11. Always uh, make sure we keep that in the back of our minds, in the front of our minds, and, you know, count our blessings each and every day. And, be thankful for the ones that are there to have our backs each and every day. It's something that I will never, ever forget. Uh, so, yeah, I can understand the, the next few days or the past few days being uh, really busy days and, and a lot of prayers going up from you, and uh, definitely understand that. As far as the game goes, 24 points to win, I can see that. You might even need to have 30, right? I mean, it's just uh, Buffalo can score, right? They can score quick, fast, and in a hurry if the Raiders allow them to. They've got to go in there and play with solid defense. Uh, more of what you saw in the second half against Denver as opposed to what you saw in the first half against Denver. But, you know, no, no game is going to be a perfect game. Uh, so that's why I threw the question out there. Do you believe that the Raiders have the personnel to be able to go and get it done and actually compete with, the, with, the, with Buffalo and, uh, and kind of set them up to, to see what they did and, and, and kind of duplicate what the, the Jets did against them, even though the Jets, we all know, have an outstanding defense. So it's a little bit different, but you see it's there. Right, the turnovers are there. They can happen. That's something that the Raiders preached all offseason, all training camp, all preseason. Get your hands on the ball, affect the quarterback, affect the ball. That's what they need to do on Sunday to come away with the victory. And uh, yeah, house money. I'm not using house money either. I'm not. That's not me. I had no idea where that term came from at first, and then it was pointed out to me that uh, you know that's what JT was saying. I don't think there's any way that you can have house money in week two of the season. Nobody in the NFL has done anything to be playing with house money at this point. 
right? I mean, I kind of understand what he means as far as, okay, well, you go on the road to start the season, the first two games, you want to at least split that. So, hey, you won that. I get that. It's kind of like a you know best of seven series and your team starts out on the road. You just want them to go on the road and win the one, one of the two games and then come back home. So I get that aspect of it. But, man, in an NFL season where every game matters and you're only guaranteed 17 games, there ain't no time for house money in week two, right? You got to collect dubs as quickly and as much as possible because you never know what when that stretch is going to hit where you might drop a couple in a row. Even games that you look at like, yeah, I wasn't supposed to lose that one. You know, I mean, that's just – the NFL is so hard that I feel like it's, it's very difficult to ever say anything about house money until you're in week 17 and 18 and maybe there's no difference in where your seeding could be. Maybe you already wrapped up the division or maybe you're a wild card, like a number five seed, and you can't get any better. Maybe that's, you know, that's understandable, but – I can't, uh, I can't, I can't do it either. So I'm with you when it comes to uh, not using the term "house money." Let's go out to the phone lines, though. Seven zero two three six five nine two hundred. A guy that I call Big Money. How about Mitch from New Jersey? What's on your mind, brother? K Pasa K. I'm sure you'll make up for this segment. The uh, fifteen of you skipping town, but it's okay. Do good, good show, good job. <laughs> and nine eleven should be a holiday, and not for celebration, for morning. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, all right. Get to the points. They should be playing grass. I mean, it's, seriously, even if it's in dome. I know for Vegas, you have to have a dome. Because I hear it gets pretty hot in Vegas. Never been there. I mean, you can play on sand, right? Wouldn't that be better on your, on the players' knees? They talk about you can't prevent CTE. They're trying. But this is more attain, obtainable. they got to work on this. I, I, I can't stand on this term. It's ridiculous. And dome stains. You got rid of it in baseball, right? I understand. I can't wait for Vegas to have a baseball team. Just hurry up with these A's. Two more play a one-way takeout. And would it be, Jets are going to be hurry for court. Wouldn't it be something that they want Sam Donald, maybe four nights get a, a first-round pick, or even our boy Aiden O'Connell? Could we get a first-round pick? Because the very, I think that season is, is, is pretty much won't be good, to say the least. All right, thank you, call. thank you, Mitch, for the call. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, the Jets aren't going to give up a first-round pick for Aiden O'Connell. They're not giving up a first-round pick for Sam Darnold. Um, I don't, I don't. If I was Sam Darnold, I'd say yeah, thanks, but no thanks. Right? Uh, if they if they were trying to trade for Sam Darnold, if I was Sam, I'd say uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna show up. I'm not reporting. I'm gonna sit it on down, stay at the crib. Right? You didn't want me. You went and drafted my replacement. I ended up in Carolina. I I pooped the bed there. Ended up in San Francisco. Now y'all want me back? Now you want me back? Yeah, I'm that guy. That's fine. I I, I, I carry grudges. <laughs> I'll, I'll be that guy. That's fine, right? <laughs> I don't have any problem with that. I, I would I would be that guy that's like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. Y'all kick rocks with that. Y'all didn't want me then. Don't want me now. I'm good. But that's that's me. That's that's just my that's my personality. I'm, I'm cool off that. Uh, as far as the grass, I'm with you. I wish every stadium was grass. I really do. Right, I, I hate artificial surfaces. I think that they're bad on the knees, but then again, I'm a guy that has bad knees. So, you know, we talked to Andrew Hawkins last night who played in the league as the NFL wide receiver, and I asked him straight up about that, and he said, hey, man, I enjoyed playing on turf. It made me faster. So, I mean, I guess it depends on who you talk to, but I do think, just like Mark Davis does, that NFL players should be playing on, on grass. But I understand the economics behind it, and I get that across the country, and not just in NFL stadiums, college stadiums, turf. High school stadiums, turf. And I say high school stadiums because I spent 10, 11 years in Texas. They got stadiums, right? Ohio, Texas, 
little bit in California has stadiums for high school teams. So, yeah, and those are all turf because, again, you're not going to just sit there and keep up the grounds. You're not going to be able to, you know, continuously replace it. So, again, I get the economical part of things, but when the NFL is harping player safety, player safety, player safety, I think the best thing for player safety would be to play on the grass. But, again, that's just me. It's coming from a guy that has bad knees. So, you know, take that for what it is. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Let's talk to our brother, man. Raider Mac, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What up, Q, man? It, it feels so good to have a win. And, and just just how it's hard to win in the NFL. So I don't care how we win and what people say. It don't matter. It, it's, it's just win. Like Al Davis said, just win, baby. That's all. And my thing is, whether you play on artificial turf or grass or whatever you play on, it, it, it things. This is the NFL. People go. There's gonna be accidents where people knees are torn. There's people. There's guys that. Um, Bo Jackson was on grass when he when his hip got torn apart. Yeah. I mean, you 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 can go back. It's a lot of grass. Um, p- players that played on grass that was injured. Hey Q, one qu- question I wanted to ask about is, is, is: Are we gonna put? Are we gonna get? Um, uh, our, our receivers involved in, in the, the game plan because um, Jimmy just played. He just threw the one one guy. I mean, he did throw to Devontae a couple six times, but but we got to get Renfro in, in, involved. There's no way we can win without Renfro. And also, uh, your boy. I'm sorry, Q. I, I might have to go in on him. I watched the tape last night. Watched the game. It's not the tape of the game, but I watched the game. And and, and Merrick, he just don't have it, Q. I'm sorry. I just, I mean, yeah, he did make that one play, but Q, he looked like he was lost out there. He was just slow, like the, like the, the thing is, and I'm not piling on on him because we won it, and he, he did the thing. But our secondary, and do not put this kid one on one, um, our, our rookie corner against Stephon Diggs one on one because we're gonna be in trouble. It's gonna be a long day if we do. We just, we gotta. I know we don't, we don't have our corner Marcus Peters follow the best receiver, but at the same time, we got to do something to, to either, you know, because I'm not worried about Davis. The guy I'm worried about is Diggs. So, you know, play the safety over the top and, and, and yeah. play man-to-man or whatever you're going to do. And, Q, last thing, I just want to say, man, you know, you guys are doing a great job. I, I love all, the, uh, all the, the guests you bring on and stuff. But you know what? Nobody, you know, I, I'm looking at ESPN, and I know you was down there and all these different stations. Do you know they ranked us 25th? They had Denver, some of the uh, rankings, and I know the rankings don't mean nothing, but they had the rankings. They had Denver in front of us. How is that? We just beat Denver, and they had a lot of 0-1 teams in front of us. No respect. So let's go to to, to um because the Bills, I'm, I, I'm, they, they're not a Super Bowl team to me. They are great, but they, they're not in the Kansas City and them right now, right now because of their quarterback. So uh, on this, I, I just want to say thank you for everything, and, and let's go Raiders. We'll we'll talk later. All right, Raider Mac, great stuff, man. Great stuff. Appreciate you, my man. And I'm trying to see where they have the Raiders ranked right now. And you're right, the rankings don't matter. But just for S's and giggles, 32 is Arizona, 31 is Houston, the Colts are at 30, the Bears at 29, the Panthers at 28, Titans at 27, Broncos at 26. Giants at 25, all those teams have not won a game yet. At number 24 with a victory is Tampa Bay. 23 is Atlanta. 
22 is the Rams, 21 is the Commanders, 20 is Minnesota, 19 is the Las Vegas Raiders at 1-0. Previous ranking, number 23. They have moved them up now from 23 to 19. So Denver is not uh, in front of uh, the Raiders as far as ESPN goes. Now, there's other rankings out there that that's out of my control, which this is out of my control too. But just to let you know, the Raiders are at 19. Seattle, who is an 0-1 team, is 18. The Patriots, 0-1 team, is 17. Steelers, 0-1 team, 16. Saints, 1-0, 15. Packers, 14. Bengals, lost the game, they're 13. Jets, 1-0, 12. Browns, 11. Chargers, 0-1 at 10. Bills, 0-1 at 9. Jags at number 8. Lions at 7. Ravens at 6. Dolphins at 5. Cowboys at 4. Chiefs are 0-1 at 3. Eagles 1-0 at 2. And the San Francisco 49ers at 1. Now, I can't make a case for every one of those teams, but I think that we all know that the Chiefs are not a bottom of the, 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 the tier team. I mean, I think that having them ranked at number 3 is okay since they were ranked at number 1. They lost one game. It's one week. Again, the power rankings don't matter like you said, but, uh, you know, I understand. And, and the way to get that respect, in my opinion, go out there and earn it. Go out there and win some more games. Let let them sleep on you. That that's the that's the that's I'm okay with that. Like I'll go on ESPN every night and I'll be quiet about the Raiders if they want me to, right? Just to keep just to keep quiet. Don't nothing to see over here, right? Sometimes you just gotta move in silence. Sometimes you gotta move in stealth mode. That's okay. Let them just keep on keeping on. I'll tell you what, they go into Buffalo and win this game. I bet you somebody will be talking. I'll tell you that. They go into Buffalo and win. You tell me they won't be talking a little something, something? I'll be getting calls from unsportsmanlike. That's Chris Canty and Evan Cohen and Michelle Smallman on the morning show. Hey, Q, uh, can we get a couple minutes with you on the morning show? Because uh, we need to talk about those Raiders, right? I mean, that's what will happen. I promise you. I know how this game goes. You win a couple games against some teams that have some big names. You go and beat Buffalo this week. Come home and beat Pittsburgh on front Sunday night football. You start the season 3-0, and you tell me they ain't going to talk about the Raiders? Guarantee they talk about the Raiders. So that's a that's that's I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. Uh, everything else, what you said, Trayvon Merrick, yeah, man, he looked like he was on the struggle bus. He looked like he was lost like a, a ball in high weeds on Sunday, right? But he made the play that he had to make when he had to make it. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do to try to defend Josh Allen. Uh, there's been suggestions that maybe a spy. That I'm I'm cool with that. Maybe that's a, a Marcus Epps type role. Maybe that's a Roderick Teamer type role. Maybe that's an Isaiah Palmau role. Maybe you see three safeties on the field. I'd be okay with that. You have Palomao out there on the field. You have Epps out there on the field. Maybe Teamer. I'm not sure if Merrick's going to even play because he's got the wrap on his hand. I don't know if he's going to play or not. So I think that there's some chess pieces and, and some chess moves that Patrick Graham could make. I would, I would be very intrigued to see Isaiah out there. I think he's got ball skills that the Raiders need. I really do. I think that he is a guy has no problem tracking the ball and going and getting it. So I I would definitely be okay with uh, with seeing him out there uh, more you know sooner rather than later. Sir Whiskey Ray hit us up on the WBroke.com text line six nine one eight seven keyword R and R. We definitely know how bad your knees are. Remember that one time you tried to play DB on the street and fell? We do. Our feelings are still hurt. Sincerely, Q's football skills. That's from, that's it was a push off. I'm glad you said that, Ari. It definitely was a push off. It was a, a push off in the small of my back. But yeah, man, that was a bad day to have a bad day, brother. And the worst thing about that is, just just so everyone knows, the worst part of that is not only did I fall, 
not only did I mess up my shoes and my work shirt, but my hands got so jacked up because I have natural I'm not I'm not Anthony Davis, right? Where he looks like he doesn't know how to fall. I literally know how to fall. So you put your hands out there to save your your body. Like if I was Anthony Davis and I fell, I'd have tore up my face. Because I would have felt like a deer that doesn't know how to walk yet, and I would have tore up my face. Instead, I at least went down hands first, and so my hands were so tore up. The next morning, I had to go to the barbershop to get my hair cut, and I had, I had wraps on my hands like I, was, uh, like I was wrapping up my fist for a fight or something. Like I walked into the barbershop, and my man Mickey was in there, and he's like, what's up, Q? And I was like, man, I was just out there playing some football last night with Vegas Jess. <laughs> And, and so we started telling the story about, you know, you ain't got no business being out there with those youngsters. And I was like, Vegas Jess ain't no youngster. He older than me. He's like, yeah, but y'all know that you ain't got no business being out there in the street. And I'm sure there may have been some uh, influences that were going through your bodies while you were playing as well. And uh, I repleted the fifth on that one. I was not going to uh, self-incriminate myself. So Numb there's the that. Pain. No, that was funny, though. That was that was one of those stories that never goes away. Now, again, I had them covered. And I, I think I frustrated him so bad, man. He he was almost like Kareem Jackson on Sunday where he just wanted to hit me with a, a personal foul, but he just knew that that wasn't right because we're friends. So he was like, I'll just give him a little push-off in the small of his back. And it, 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 it will, it'll be a small push-off. He won't notice. Yeah, I noticed, all right? <laughs> you I did? Got, yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed, all right? I got top-heavy real quick. <laughs> I ain't got a big old head, but you would have thought my head weighed yeah. about 50 pounds that day. As soon as I as soon as I turned my head, that thing was like, oh, this swivel's broken. <laughs> He's going down. All I could see is you with this bandage hands, both of them just. Oh, like, it was. It was, and and it was. Unreal. I had the gauze. I had the gauze wrapped around around my hands and everything, right? Because you can't put you can't put a bandaid on the inside of your palms, right? I mean, so there's only so many different ways that you could actually take care of yourself and remedy things. So. You know, I got in the house, and the wife's like, oh, husband, I got you, husband. Oh, I mean, you know, and so put your hands under the water. It's going to be all right. You know, and so she's up here rinsing it out and, you know, getting everything cleaned out so I don't have no infection, so I don't have like a third or a sixth finger or something, you know, growing out of my hand. So I, I appreciate that. But then she's like, here, wrap your hand in this. And I was like, okay. And by the time she was done, it looked like I was about to get into the ring. She had my hand so wrapped up, I was like, wait, I, I ain't boxing. She's like, man, just put this thing on. I was like, all right, well, that I already might... lost the battle, so I might as well just go ahead and shut it on down and go do what I do. That might have been a good look to just go in there like, man, I just – this you should see this guy. He was – you know, so I had to take care of him. So, yeah, I just had to bandage up my hands. Like, that might have given you a little more <laughs> credibility in this situation. You should <laughs> nah, see the other guy, basically. No, nah, see, I'm not that guy. I'm <laughs> not that guy. I just nah, – you, like, you took always, the L. I took the L, but, again, I, I'll tell the, the truth. push-off L. It was a push-off. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to my grave and tell you that that was we a push-off. <laughs> right now, Vegas Jess is like, yeah, you about to go to your grave. You keep telling everybody it was a push-off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the video one day. We'll, uh, we got plenty of time. We got the video. Oh, it, yeah? It clearly shows. I have that not that, seen it yet. It was clearly shows that it was a push-off. All right. Just saying. Clearly shows. Central Coast Raiders said uh, on our don'tbebroke.com text line, they will take a break. Q, the dude I need to see more of is Michael Mayer. I want to see him catch the rock. I feel like him not getting the ball is part of the game plan for the Bills game, so they don't have tape on how he'll be used. Same goes for Renfro. And for the second one, I do feel like they have the personnel on defense. I can already see Marcus Peters getting into Diggs' head. Go Raiders. That's from Central Coast Raiders. So thanks so much for that. What was that? What did you just point at, Ari? I pointed at the chat. 
So that oh. uh, on your way out of here, we're gonna do a little giveaway. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry, well you got you a microphone, man. Hey, yeah. yeah. Well, the the point was to be subtle, but we we. I know, but it looked like you just not threw that. A, it looked like you just threw a firework or something. I was like, man, what you doing? Oh no. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I, see. Yeah, man. I didn't know what that was, brother. Hey, man. It's, it's like, weird. Yes. Yeah, that was that was kind of weird. Live but let's radio. go ahead. Should we give something away? Let's give something I think away, we man. Should. I think we say we do it before four thirty or maybe four. Let's do it right now. How about now? Seven zero two three six five ninety two hundred. Caller number nine is what we're looking for. The ultimate Raiders hookup. That is two tickets to the Raiders game versus Steelers. Uh, two field passes and autographed player jersey. What I'm gonna do right now is I'm gonna get you one step closer to that. I'm gonna get you in to win that. I'm gonna hook you up with a qualifying prize, some type of Raiders merchandise or Raiders image gift card, whatever the case may be that's going to get you in to win the ultimate Raiders hookup 702-365-9200 locals only you got to be local you got to be in the state of Nevada not my rules this is the states not on me 702-365-9200 call number nine this is Radish Radio 920 this podcast version of unnecessary roughness on lvsportsnetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs make sure you check out Porta Subs six foot party trays they're perfect for game days You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Got a text from Raider Chavez from the 916 at Sacramento, California. I definitely think we have the guys on defense to beat the Bills, but I need to see more from the guys opposite of Crosby. I was looking forward to Chandler Jones this year, but now Koontz and Wilson need to step up. That's Raider Chavez in the 916. And yeah, man. Koontz, I was looking forward to the last game just to see what he could do. Obviously, everyone's looking forward to Tyree Wilson. Uh, I think that he could be a really good player. It's obviously going to take some time for him to get there. Uh, what I saw from him on Sunday was a lot of anticipation, a lot of hesitation, and a lot of thinking. And all three of those combinations are bad, right? I mean, those three combinations are not going to work. He's got to go and act like the guy across from him, number 98. He's got to fly off that ball, just make it happen. And there's going to be times where he's going to overrun the play. And there's going to be times that, you know, there's it, it's going to go on the outside. But – if you have your keys, if you keep contained and you understand what you're supposed to do, the situation, you're going to make a lot of plays. So he can't hesitate and, and then try to attack. You know, and, and, and as we had Brad Spielberger on for Pro Football Focus yesterday, he said, yeah, that's exactly what he was doing, was anticipating before he took off. And he did a little bit of that in college as well. I, I guess the big, the big thing is when you're in college, especially the Big 12, it comes up a little disguised because, well, you're just better than everybody else. Right, you're just that stinking good that it doesn't matter. You can hesitate and still still get it done. In the NFL, you study long, you study wrong. You've got to go and make the play. So, yeah, somebody's got to step up. That's one of the biggest keys for me in this game. Who is going to step up across from 98? I know Max is going to do his job. Like There, there is never a, a worry in my, in my mind that Max is not going to put in the performance that he needs to put in. I just want to know and always wonder – Who's it going to be that's going to put the performance in across from him? That's what I'm looking at. Of course, don't forget, we get out at 445 today. A little programming note. We have Aviators Baseball, so we'll sign off a few minutes early. Want to shout out to my man, James. James got in to win the Ultimate, <clears throat> excuse me, ultimate Raiders hookup. Uh, that means he's getting a qualifying prize. 
Raiders merchandise or a Raiders image gift card. Uh, that's going to get them in to win the two tickets to the Raiders versus Steelers home opener on the 24th, two field passes, and an autograph player jersey. So, uh, yeah, keep that feedback coming. Again, 69187, keyword r DC Raider from the Bay said, Trayvon had an okay game. He definitely made some plays that I haven't seen him make in the past. Definitely had the game-saving tackle coming from the other side of the field. Let him keep playing and let him gain more confidence in himself. If we take him out now, we might as well trade him. I think we, more, I think we need more work and pressure from our D-line. Oh, by the way, Jalen Carter, who he passed on, leads the league in multiple categories after one game. That's D.C. Raider from the Bay. And yeah, I don't, I don't think that they're going to take Trayvon Merrick out. I don't think that at all. I just said I don't think I don't know if he's going to play because he has the broken hand or not broken hand. He has that wrap on his hand. And last year, Nate Hobbs broke his hand and he got a wrap on it and he played the rest of that game, that week five game against Kansas City with that club, similar to what Trayvon Merrick did on Sunday. And then he was gone and he ended up being put on IR and didn't come back till much later in the season. I don't know if that's going to be the same case. I don't know if Trayvon Merrick's thumb is is broken or not. I just I, I have no idea. That's something that obviously we'll find out sooner rather than later. But that's the only reason I think that they would take him out is if he's just not available. So, and if you're looking back, if you're just tuning in and we're looking at the injury report from Wednesday, of course, we'll get one tomorrow and Friday as well. The guys that did not participate for the Raiders, wide receiver Devontae Adams dealing with a foot injury, DeAndre Carter dealing with a knee injury, uh, Trayvon Merrick dealing with that thumb injury that I mentioned, Jacoby Myers with the concussion, and Chandler Jones, personal, still dealing with whatever he was dealing with before the season started. Again, we don't really have any updates on that at all. And I'm sure that, sure that situation will, will shake out sooner rather than later. Jimmy G was limited dealing with the ankle injury, and you saw in the game when he got his, his ankle rolled up a little bit, um, but he, I'm sure he's going to be fine. And then Jordan Meredith, the guard, dealing with the calf injury, he was limited as well. So that was for the Raiders side of things. Uh, on the on the Bills side of things, center Mitch Morse. He's dealing with a finger injury. He was a full participant on Wednesday. So that's all. They're, they're pretty clean. They're pretty healthy on the Bills side of things where the Raiders, they have some bumps and bruises. And that was a very physical game they played on Sunday against Denver. You know, and some said that, you know, it looked like Sean Payton was taking it back to the New Orleans days. And some of those hits that you saw on Devontae, on Jacoby, on Jimmy, I mean, you saw some guys that, you know, they looked like they were really, they were laying some wood out there. And so, hey, look, this is a physical game. Football is. There's no doubt about it. So there's going to be bumps and bruises. That's why we said the healthiest these teams will ever be is before they get into the week one action. Let's go back out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Juan the Smasher. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. What you up to? I know that's right. I'm right here happy, man, that the Raiders <laughs> won Sunday, especially get them donkeys because I can't stand them fools in seven straight. That's a big a big smile on my face because, you know, and for next week, to answer your question, Q, who I want to see more is my man Josh Jacobs. You know, those, those uh, I don't know if you got 19 or 20-some carries. Give him, keep, keep feeding that man because he's only going to get stronger in the fourth quarter, and he's going to pass that buck. I want to see more of a man, Josh Jacobs. Also, yes, I, I think we do have the personnel to beat them, them Bills. All they got to do is just uh, put that pressure on my man uh, Allen's face. He's going to throw those picks. Come on, baby, let's go. There you go. There you go. Juan the Smasher, thanks so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you. Good stuff. Good stuff. Really, really good, man. And, look, I'm interested to see what it looks like, man. The, the personnel, I know that they have guys that can get it done. I, I don't. Don't know if they're where they need to be just yet. I think this could be a very competitive game with Buffalo uh, coming up on Sunday. And I think Buffalo is going to come into this game with their hair on fire, ready to avenge what they felt was probably a game they should not have lost 
on uh, on Monday to the New York Jets, especially after the Jets uh, lost Aaron Rodgers. So uh, thank you so much for that call, my man. I do appreciate you. All right, you want to jump into reason or excuse real quick? We got a few minutes left in the in the show, right? Yes, yes, yes to all those. Here we go. All right, let's do it. It's time for reason or excuse on unnecessary roughness. All right, let me just pull up my little paper here. Uh, I, you know what? I'm gonna do this super quick because I just wanna just cover this and get over with officially. We've been talking about the turf all day, uh, so just Packers OT David Bakhtiari tweets. I mean, this is a this is someone yeah. that that has some relevance here. You yeah. know, can really bring some credibility to the situation. And he said the other night, WTF? That injury is turf in all caps related. Can we put an end to this ish already? Um, you know, again, you guys covered it pretty much all. It, it, it seems like just the NFL. Is it a money thing? You know, so reason or excuse? And is it ever going to change? There's, why, Honestly, why is this such a such a hard thing? I don't think it's going to change. I think that in a in a world where the NFL preaches player safety, player safety, player safety, they should switch it up and change it, but they're not going to. And they're not going to because it, it costs a lot of money to take care of grass. Now, I say that the Raiders have shown that you could do it. The Cardinals have shown that you can do it. If you want to do it, you can. Problem is, all these stadiums are already built. Allegiant Stadium was built with the intentions to have the Raiders play on grass. Mark Davis, he was he was looking forward. He was, you know, he he had that forward thinking. He he knows that the players want to play on grass. It's better on their body, right? And a lot of players will say that. But on the flip side of things, there's some players that just don't care. But they're like, hey man, I I'll play on that, and I'm actually a little bit faster. Like I said, Andrew Hawkins told me last night on ESPN Radio, Q, I have no problem playing on turf. I actually liked it. It made me faster even later in my career. made me faster. kept me in the league longer. So I'm good with it. And so that's the thing. If you look at the stats and the numbers, I agree that the turf is especially uh, you know, bad on the body, especially the one at MetLife Stadium. You know, it's, it's like there's turf and then there's that turf. So I do agree that there's something to it, but – when you look at the numbers, and and I know you can dress numbers up to look however you want them to, but it's pretty even. You know, there was a, a J.K. Dobbins tore his Achilles on grass. Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on turf, right? Uh, the Conklin, the offensive lineman for the Browns, tore his ACL on turf or on on grass. Someone else turned their ACL on turf. So it's like. Yeah. Also, six, you know. 16 of the teams actually have the artificial turf, too. So, literally split down. The, right. It's just more numbers. So Just as simple as that. All right. Well, just wanted to cover that. I mean, it's we're going to be talking about it for a while. Hopefully, no more injuries. So, uh, Well, these- you know, the other thing about it is people come out and talk about it after a big-time injury. Nobody was talking about turf before Aaron Rodgers went down. That's a good point. I mean, at least not this year. Not to they, this They have in the past. Yeah. Right. But nobody was before the season like, hey, you know what? This turf sucks. Play on grass. Not not this year. It has in the past, obviously. But until an injury happens, then it's like, okay, there's the there's the uh, the, there's the reason why. And also Andrew Hawkins brought up a good reason. He said, Q, when I hear that a thirty nine year old man tore his Achilles playing football, I say, Yeah, that's about right. Tom Brady made everyone believe that you could play till you're forty five or older and there should be no problem. But Tom Brady is a rare, rare breed. Everybody can't do that. There you go. Uh, hey, if anyone can get it done, though, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers. Just <laughs> yeah, saying. We'll uh, like I said, from the other day, we didn't get to these. So the uh, Jets game, 
Talk more about that. An announcer says regarding the block on Quentin Morris, there should have been a tripping call on Jets linebacker Chaz Surratt right near the 23-yard line, and that would have brought the touchdown back. So here we go again. Quote, there is an asterisk for that game. And then Warren Sharp tweeted sarcastically, oh, so the refs blew another game this week. So reason or excuse, the refs blew this game. No, the Bills blew that game. That's an absolute excuse. The Bills blew that game. You know what, was, what, what the asterisk should have been? Should have been an asterisk and a sign, piss poor tackling effort. Another asterisk, piss poor performance by the quarterback, turning the ball over four times. All you had to do was get down the field and kick multiple field goals, and you're going to win that game. You were up at halftime. You should win that game. You don't have Aaron Rodgers behind center. You have Zach Wilson, who, oh, by the way, came out and threw an interception immediately. So, no, all that was on the Bills. They lost that game. The Jets won. You got to give them credit. They made the plays they had to make, but the Bills gave them the biggest assist ever. So, shame on them. That's the asterisk that should be there is that that's a damn shame that you lost that game after that went down to that guy in Aaron Rodgers. All right, and just a quick like sub uh, subcategory of that, Emmanuel Acho also t- uh, tweeted, quote, the Bills didn't lose that game. Josh Allen lost that game. Josh Allen is the Bills quarterback. The Bills lost the game. Boom. Boom, we'll move on. Move right on. All right. Uh, more quarterback. This is kind of funny. Uh, Baker Mayfield revealed he found out the Vikings' defensive signals in Sunday's game. Uh, apparently, he came in the locker room at halftime and told one of the players, I got it. We got all these signals. I know all the signals. If they do this, they're going to go into cover two. If they do this, they're going into cover three. Uh, and so you saw what happened. So the Vikings lost because Baker knew all their defensive signals, reason or excuse. I mean, that might be the reason, but why would you say that? I wondered that too. So Why quickly. would you even bring that up? Because now it's like, well, how did you find that out? Now you're drawing un- unneeded attention. Like sometimes you can't just do something and just shut the hell up and, and move on and take that W. Like Tampa Bay, nobody thought Tampa Bay was going to win, including Tampa Bay. They won that game, right? Just take the W and move on. Don't talk about I, I cracked the code. I know what's going on. Hey, man, save that to when you're retired and you you know you ain't got nothing else going on. Be like, hey, remember that opening game in 2023? Remember when we beat Minnesota and we didn't have no business? You know why we did that? Because I cracked the code. You ain't got to tell us that now. We don't need to know that. This, we don't always need to know everything. Right. That's why I don't like hard knocks. I don't need to see everything. I don't need to see everything. I just don't. I'm not that guy. All right. Well, that is kind of peak Baker Mayfield, if we're being honest, too. So, well, I, I, yeah, If it was any other player, I guess we wouldn't. He's on his it, last but... legs as a quarterback in the league. Yeah. How does he know that his head coach wants that information out? I mean, even wait till you're like, if you get four and zero, maybe or something. No, you no, no, I agree with you, but I'm up. saying even even at that, at least would be better. What if Todd there's Bowles? Nothing to talk about. What right if now. there was some some kind of dirt going on? Why that? Why he feels like he he learned that? Ooh. Right. And what if Todd Bowles is like, what in the hell are you doing? Why would you go tell on yourself? Be on the lookout for unsubstantiated speculative tweets from random twitters just, about said subject. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying, like, how, if he hasn't learned anything from anyone. When it comes to cheating, Spygate, Deflategate, the Astros, you know, cheating and whatever they did. Like, just, just, hey, man, if you picked up the signals and you understand it, cool. Just keep it moving. You ain't got to, you ain't got to brag to nobody. There you go. That's it? That is it for reason or excuse. All right. There it is. There it is. I, yeah, Baker Mayfield, there's a reason why he's on his last legs. That dude ain't no seasoned veteran. A seasoned veteran would have just shut up and not worried about it. Now, next time he goes and plays a game, 
they're going to – whoever they're playing, their next opponents could be like, all right, well, let's pay attention to what these guys are doing. Now that they're talking about we have, uh, we have the signals, we have ways to crack the code, ain't going to do that. Not going to let that happen. So, okay, sounds good. Going back to the don'tbebroke.com text line. Thank you so much for that, Aria. I do appreciate you. Mark in Jersey talking about what he wants to see from players. He says, my need to see more players are Mayer, Wilson, drafted high means high expectations. So the first round pick and the second round pick is who Mark in Jersey is looking for. And Michael Mayer is really a guy I want to see get started. I really want to see him get started. I think he could be a huge asset in this Raiders offense, but, man, he's got he's to go out there and, and put it in. And – on Sunday, it was really the Jacoby Myers and the Devontae Adams show. And, and that was really it, right? Josh Jacobs had a nice little catch and run. Samir White, to my surprise, had a catch. Nice little catch and run. Austin Hooper made a big-time big, big time catch, a hands catch. I was pretty impressed by that. But, you know, for the most part, it was the Jacoby Myers and it was the Devontae Adams show. I need to see Michael Mayer. I need to see Tyree Wilson. And I need to see Hunter Renfro. Those are the three guys I'd really like to see a lot more. And, of course, Josh Jacobs. But, I mean, just receiving, Mayer and, uh, and Hunter Renfro for sure. And then just all, all in all playing, I'd like to see a little bit more from Tyree Wilson and Josh Jacobs running the rock. Uh, let's go ahead and get one quick call as we wrap things up. Silver Steve from the 831. Uh, Prune Tucky in Cali. Uh, Silver yeah, Steve, what's you on your mind? You know where I'm, you know where I'm from. <laughs> I know you drove through there when you used to hip, uh, do DJing in Monterey. Yes, sir. So anyway, um, the biggest thing that I saw was the defense. Even though we still need some talent, they were just so much more sound, in my opinion. Just the tackling, everything being in the right place. And then the other thing, and real quick, because I know you guys are on time deadline, Jimmy G, that guy, he could just get Las Vegas tattooed on his forehead. He is so Vegas. (laughs) And um, the wife and I will be flying out next week on Friday right out of Monterey. We'll nice. be there. We haven't missed. We haven't missed an opening day since the Raiders moved from Oakland. We were season ticket holders there, so um, we'll be out there for opening day against the Steelers. Go Raiders! Hey, there you go, Silver Steve. Great call, man. And hey, when you guys get to Allegiant Stadium, man, make sure you come and see us at the Torch. Right? We'll have the pregame pregame show. That'll be uh, three hours before kickoff, and then of course the pregame show, the official pregame show with Eric Allen and JT the Brick, will be two hours before. But you know, meet us at the uh, at the Coors Light Landing right there by the torch, and uh, we'll chop it up and, of course, get everyone fired up and excited for Raiders football. That's going to be prime time action, right? It doesn't get too much better than that. Prime time action as a season home opener. The Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, they're going to be fired up, amped up, ready to rock and roll, and the Raiders are going to be opening up the Legion Stadium for the 2023 season. I cannot wait. Sunday night football everybody's going to be paying attention. It's going to be a good one. So definitely enjoy yourself while you're there. Like I said, meet us at the torch, man. We're going to have a really good time and uh, chop it up. Talk some Raiders football. Uh, let's see. I got a couple more texts. Oh, wait. Hold on. All right. You said you got a day of the day. What do you got? Oh, yeah. All right. What you got, man? What I you got, got National Kids Take Over the Kitchen Day. <laughs> Don't they always? Right. Well, this is where you bring the youngest cooks into the kitchen and they're able to take over your kitchen apparently by observing this wonderful holiday it encourages them to use their favorite recipes to make a meal for the family how can you be mad at that teach the kids how to cook for you okay so they actually could do some good for their country right? yeah okay that's fine that sounds good it all sounds good we get one everyone we get them Uh, it sounds good (laughs) no you ready you ready for this one who's gonna clean exactly the other siblings i don't know who's going to clean (laughs) up 
Who's go- they gonna make the mess? Who's gonna clean up the mess? You thought of everything. Just saying. <laughs> no, that's fair. I, I mean, yeah. I guess. Well, then I guarantee you, if it's not already there, there's got to be a national kids clean up the kitchen after they take it over day. I doubt it. That'll be July. I doubt it. Twenty fourth. Some kid is writing these things and like, oh no, we don't want right. to do all that. Man, Man, speaking of kids and cleaning up, my guy Emmett Golden, who I'll be on ESPN Radio with tonight during game night uh, from 7 to 10 Pacific time, he told me last night, and I couldn't believe it, he pays his kids $25 to take out the trash. $25 to take out the trash? He said it, too. He's like, I'm in trouble. (laughs) What is wrong with him? That's why you have kids to take out the trash. And do stuff you don't want to do, like mow the lawn. That's good Twenty-five dollars to to take out the trash. Take out the trash. Come on, man. It's Red Nation Radio nine twenty. Have a great evening. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com. Brought to you by Porta Subs.